East End's best music. 92.1 LNG. the world at WLNG.com. Chris Buck out here. It is 102. We're going to spend a little time right now talking with uh, Julie Ratner. We've got Julie on the line right now. Of course, Julie is the uh, co-founder and chairwoman of the Ellen Hermanson Foundation. Julie, thank you for spending a little time with us this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, the Ellen Hermanson uh, Foundation, Ellen's Run, have been a real force for change over the last uh, few decades out here. And uh, can you tell us about a, l- a little bit about uh, your founding of the, uh, of the um, foundation and what it means and what it does? Sure. I founded the foundation. Well, the foundation actually began in 1996 with the first annual Ellen's Run. We were so sure about this that we made it an annual event right from the get-go. And I started this a year after my sister Ellen died from breast cancer. She was 42, the mother of a six-year-old child at the time, and my closest friend and person in the world to me. And I wasn't sure how I would live without her. We were that close. And uh, so I met a wonderful woman, Vivian Shapiro, a year after Ellen died. And she said, after hearing about Ellen, she said, what a remarkable sister you had. You might want to honor her memory. And I said, exactly. I just don't know what to do. And she said to me, how many marathons have you run? I said five. She said, perfect. We're going to have a run and call it Ellen's Run. And that was the genesis of this event, which now is in its 26th year. And that is uh, one of the uh, main events that people associate with the Ellen Hermanson Foundation. Of course, there's other things going on, but the uh, Ellen's Run has been such a uh, big part of the East End, like I said, for, what, 26 years now? We just had the 26th annual Ellen's Run, and I think it is a big part. It's grassroots. It appeals to everybody. We have people from, you know, every, every corner of the Hamptons, and now that we do it somewhat virtually because of COVID, from every corner of this country and beyond. Um, doing the run and because it's an accessible event and because uh, so many people do it and has really caught on i think the other thing that makes a difference is it is there are two tenants core tenants to the foundation one is that the money we raise stays here in our own community and the other is just in terms of health that health is a human right and no woman should be denied breast health because of a lack of insurance and i think this is well known about the foundation, and because of it, we have a lot of love going on for this organization from the community, as well as respect. We do what we say we're going to do. We keep the money here. We make sure that our programs are accessible, and I think that makes a difference. Plus, the event is fun. It is full of high energy. It was an absolute love fest at the Intermediate School at, in Southampton on Sunday. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people are, get involved with the run, with the foundation, because it's such a beautiful story that you have. You are uh, honoring your sister. But um, let's be honest here. The numbers on the East End, on Long Island, are really, really high for breast cancer. And it's touched a lot of people's lives in a very personal way. Yes, it has. And I hear stories all the time, which is why I keep doing this, because the stories touch me. They remind me of Ellen and remind me that... This disease is not going away, and as long as it is here, we're going to do what we can do to stay in the trenches and make sure that women have access to state-of-the-art quality care here in our own community. No one should have to travel miles to get care. That's right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, no, that's it. No one should have to travel miles. It should be here, available. Lives out here matter. Women matter. Health matters. And we believe that. And to that end, you've uh, helped set up the uh, Stony Brook Southampton uh, uh, Ellen Hermanson Breast Center, which is uh, quite an addition here to the East End. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Of course I can. We are Before the Breast Center, we were committed um, to helping Southampton Hospital acquire the equipment and technology it needed so that women could come and get mammograms and have screening for their own breast health. Then in the late in 2008, Bob Chalmer came to me with a proposal that the Ellen Hermanson Foundation would fund a self-contained state-of-the-art breast center within Southampton Hospital, and it would be named for my sister Ellen. And my board met. We were a little bit anxious trying to raise that kind of money because that particular year, if you remember, the, the economy crashed. Right. And we were concerned about raising the money needed and we decided it was too important a project not raise money and so we did we agreed to raise money for a self-contained breast center and in august of 2009 the ellen hermanson breast center opened its doors and it is a beautiful facility it was as much as an institution can be spa-like that is the breast center it's done with soft colors cove lighting in a very warm environment, art is on the walls. It feels not like you're walking into a hospital or an institution. And I think that's very important because having mammograms can be a, a scary a scary experience for women. Yeah, um, well, I, I, I mean, obviously when you started this a, a quarter century ago, you probably had no idea it was gonna get this big. You're gonna have a section of the hospital uh, honoring your sister, named after your sister. It's gotta be a, uh, it's gotta be a full-time job keeping, this, uh, keeping the foundation going like this, the Ellen Hermanson Foundation. It actually is full-time. We're, we are a bare bones organization. We have, we have no offices. I work out of, I took a room in my house and I made it into my office. <laughs> and my basement is like, part of it is like a warehouse for Ellen's run stuff. Our executive director works out of her house. We have contract labor, an incredible crew of people. And we all talk to each other. We communicate by computer. We get together when we can, which is not easy during COVID. And we have created a powerful and a small team to do the work of this foundation. And for me, it is full time. When I started the foundation, I thought I could have a job in academia, um, which is what my, you know, my other life would have been, and, and do the foundation. And I just realized I could not do two demanding projects or jobs well, and I chose to do this. And I'm forever happy that I have. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure the uh, the uh, purpose that you've dedicated your life to. I mean, my goodness, the amount of women that uh, no longer have to travel into the city, travel. Uh, you know, traffic out here has only gotten worse in the last quarter century, and the idea of having to travel far to get this uh, when you're dealing with cancer, when you're dealing with everything that comes with it, this this sickness, the uh, the physical, the mental, to to be able to have a local facility is huge out here. Yes, it is. And I, you hit on something very important. Cancer is more than a physical disease. It has a huge emotional component. And it not only affects the person, you know, the designated person who has the disease, everyone around, I want to say her in this case, because we're talking about breast cancer, and almost always women, uh, they're all affected, whether it's a spouse, a partner, children, 
co-workers, everyone is affected when someone is diagnosed with a terrible disease such as breast cancer. And, and, and the person who has it is often deals with terrible anxiety, with the ambiguity of living with a life-threatening disease, of not knowing where her life is going to be. Will she get well? Will she face the ultimate being death? Um, you know, th those are big unknowns, and that creates a lot of anxiety and, and pain. Yeah. Uh, um, Ellen's Run being one of the big uh, big events that helps to uh, fund the foundation. It must have been difficult last year with the COVID and everything. I believe you guys went to a virtual run last year. And, uh, and it, was it the same this year? Was it a uh, virtual run? This year was hybrid. Last year it was virtual. And considering it was virtual, I think it was really successful. And I was thrilled that we were able to do it and that people sent in photographs. This year was hybrid. And we had 600 people who came to the intermediate school in Southampton. It was a joy. People were so happy to see each other, so happy to be there. We had roses for the breast cancer survivors, a photograph of the breast cancer survivors. Um, a friend of uh, my family has a beautiful um, red th Thunderbird. I, I don't know what year it's from. It has the um, bare tire on the trunk, you know, like outlined on the trunk. It was a spectacular car. People lined up to take their pictures with the car. But the point is, everyone was joyous to be there. There was just not a carnival atmosphere, but a euphoric atmosphere there of just of happiness. And everyone who helped us with this event in Southampton, from the folks at the intermediate school, village police, um, the volunteers, the race timer, the, the race director, it could not... It could not have been more wonderful. And everyone pulled together. It was, it was lovely. I cannot say enough about how good the day was and how happy it was. Well, you're fortunate. You've got the uh, whole community behind you. You have so many volunteers making it possible. That helps to keep this such a uh, viable program and keep it uh, keep so much of the monies that are earned are, are raised in the community and going to what they're for, not the overhead. You're able to uh, you're able to get a you know, a lot of volunteers helping out at these events and a lot of local businesses uh, uh, pitching as well. I know coming up on uh, August 28th, you've got the uh, uh, Back in Black Gala there at the Hampton Racket Club. And uh, what's the, what's the uh, Back in Black Gala about there, Julie? Well, the back Black and Black Gala is another opportunity to celebrate, to bring people together under a tent, <clears throat> excuse me, in a very safe COVID way, uh, to, to celebrate the Ellen Hermison Foundation and to continue raising important funds for the work that we do in the community. So, and the summer is our busy time. We have the run and we have the gala. And, the, and we do two events in part because there's a synergy from having two events. Also, not everyone is a runner. There are a lot of people who would prefer to go have a dinner and be out and dance and have dinner and not run. So we have opportunities for different ways to be involved also. That's right. And of course, people can find out more by going to the website, ellenhermanson.org, which is, gives a nice overview of the foundation, all the events uh, the, about uh, about Ellen, about the foundation, how people can get in touch, how they can donate. And that's at uh, ellenhermanson.org. Um, exactly. And uh, you have a couple honorees at the uh, at the event coming up. At the, um, go ahead. Uh, we have two honorees. I'm very excited by, about both our honorees. Tova Felchu, who's a spectacular Broadway actress, and John Graham, who's the executive director of the Hampton Racquet Club. And each one of these individuals brings such gifts to what they do. And I believe the world is a better place for both of them. 
we are honoring each of them for their extraordinary and beyond what could ever be expected friendship to the Ellen Hermanson Foundation. Their kindness and generosity to us over the years has, is moving and has made a huge difference in our ability to move forward with our projects. So we're honoring them for their contributions to the foundation. However, each one of them is ordinary in their own individual fields. Oba is a consummate act. She brings total integrity and brilliance to her roles, and she teaches us and elucidates the human condition through the role she plays. And whenever I leave the theater after, she, after seeing her in, in a theater piece, I always feel a little better for having been there. You know, and educated, I learned something. She bre- her work ethic is spectacular, and she, I think, I think I'm, I'm thinking while I'm, I'm answering the question, I think it's the absolute honesty and rigor that she brings to what she does that is so admirable and such, it makes her such a role model, so many of us. And then for John Gray, I always like to say he is the Pied Piper of tennis. I watch him teaching little kids to play tennis, and he gives them so much more than just the skills for tennis. These children, I believe, feel really good about themselves when they're done with a tennis set, having a tennis session with John Graham, because it's his belief that we can help children be the best that they can be and to feel good about themselves. And for him, tennis is that metier, the way he chooses to help children grow and become the best that they can be. And he runs his club in the most open, warm way also taking in children, you know, offering scholarships to children who would otherwise not have the opportunity to play tennis or have the opportunity to have a camp type of experience during the summer because they come from economically challenged families. And when he's not doing that, John's been involved with Haiti in helping this country get back on its feet. So again, he's another role model of how to use his position in his position in the community, not only to make our community better, but to make the world a little better. That's it. We know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of money out here, but there are a lot of people out here that are are you know that are really struggling to just uh, just keep going. It's wonderful. It it kind of uh, reflects back to what the Ellen Hermanson Foundation does with uh, with what John does with the the question of accessibility, making it accessible to people that they, people can actually utilize this and they can go there and and these kids can learn to go and play. And they might not be able to. Their parents might not be able to afford to send them to someplace like that. But by him doing that, they're allowed to do that. And similar to what's happening with the uh, uh, Stony Brook uh, Southampton in Ellen Hermanson Breast Center in that it's there, you know. It wasn't there before, but somehow the community has come together through you as kind of spearheading it and uh, year after year after year pushing it, um, making it that people people want to be a part of it. People want to help out. They want it. They want that shirt. We all know what that... Uh, the, oh, the, I'm the, so glad. The shirt's pretty cool, I must say. And this year, we did something different, which I think was... I think was really greatly successful. Usually we have an award ceremony after the run. We have trophies for the first three overall men, overall women, first three overall women, and for the first breast cancer survivor. And then we give out medals by age category for the top three winners in each age category. But because of COVID, we couldn't have an award ceremony. So we decided that everyone who does the run would get a finisher's medal. And we found this wonderful company, Ashford, Ashworth Awards, I think it is, Ashworth Awards in Boston, and they made these beautiful medals for us, and I think everyone was so happy so that every person who crossed the finish line got a medal, and I saw 
our runners walking around after the run with their medals around their necks, and they looked so <laughs> happy. It was a great thing. That's Who true. doesn't like to get a medal? So now, besides a T-shirt, a lot of our people have medals. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm in the run. Just getting back to the run real quick. You, it's not just uh, adults. You get like kids in there running too, right? Whole families. Oh, absolutely. We, there were even some really little kids running. We have whole families running, and um, and that you know we want families to run for men, women, and children. And we have we've had people who run, you know, who at times who are Achilles members, people who had disabilities who run. This run is open to everyone. And we're, we want everyone to come and to feel welcome at our events because they are. Yeah. And the Ellen Hermanson Foundation, uh, one thing that it does, too, is it, uh, is it helps advise people when they're dealing with this. A lot of times people get these diagnoses and they don't really know where to turn to, uh, who to ask for to help, what kind of help they should even be doing. And it's good to have an organization that kind of brings that together as far as breast cancer in the area that's uh, coordinating with the hospital, has their own special section there. And uh, I think that in, in, in itself, just having that place to go, the Ellen Hermanson Foundation is, an, is, a, is a resource on its own outside of the actual building space at the hospital. Oh, it absolutely is. You know, the Ellen Hermanson Breast Center has a, a patient navigator and outreach coordinator, and she's extremely knowledgeable. And so if, if a woman is diagnosed, her name is, is Susie Roden. People can call oh, Susie Roden, and she is a fount of, of wisdom and knowledge that she can pass on. We also have a program, Ellen's Well, and we have a full-time oncological social worker who is a, just magical. Her ability to listen and say the right words to help someone through a difficult moment is absolutely extraordinary. And, and she, she is one of, she's like our, our magic weapon or our, our gift to the world because she is so good at what she does. And there, as I said, the head and body are inextricably linked and we can't separate them, which is why we have this full-time oncological social worker to help with that. A diagnosis can be devastating. Where do you go? What do you do? Who's gonna help me? And we can help with all that. And the Ellen Hermanson Breast Center has the ability to help with all that. Well, Susie especially, she's a survivor, correct? Correct. Yeah, so Absolutely. she really can give a first person. She knows what these people are going through. She knows it from, from the inside. And she also, because she's been doing this so long, she knows what to say and where to have that people go to get help. And, and that's really, really important because I remember when my sister was diagnosed, it was 1989. It was the last thing in the world any of us in my family expected. And the, the first is, what do we do? How do we help her? Who, what doc, who are the doctors we need to see? You know, it was overwhelming. And she had a six-month-old baby. She was really overwhelmed with how to go about doing We were doing this. She lived in Brooklyn, and there were no resources. No, it's a, it really is. It, it gets it gets dropped on people because everything you're, you're going about your normal life, and then everything changes. There's a lot of good organizations. Uh, Fighting Chance is another one here on the East End that helps people navigate. Um, the Ellen Hermanson uh, Foundation, I believe. I don't know uh, exactly where, but I believe they also do uh, satellite services in East Hampton and Hampton Bays there for people who can't we make it to Southampton. We do this. This an Ellen Hermanson Breast Center in Hampton Bays, and it also has a tomosynthesis machine which is the, the latest iteration of a mammography machine, which can do three-dimensional mammography. And there's a tomosynthesis machine in East Hampton. And again, it means women don't have to travel extraordinary distances with this hideous traffic to get breast cancer, not breast cancer, but to get breast screenings. They can do it almost in their own backyard, which is extremely helpful. You know, 
Yeah, that is. That it really is. We, we've been talking about that. That's a, just something else you don't have to add into the mix. The idea of traveling, being stuck in traffic and all this, you know, you can get there, speak to a person, get the help you need. And it's not that far from home. It's really important. And uh, exactly. I, I think a lot of people would like to help. But like you said, not everybody wants to run. Not everybody wants to get so out there and run. Wants to run. So I want to say... You are invited to our Back in Black Gala on Saturday, August 28th. And just go to ellenhermanson.org. You can, you can read all about our event. There's a little link for more information to register. Just click and sign up. We have a wonderful evening planned. We have Tova and John as our honorees. We have the Lynn Blue Band. You got our very own Lynn Blue from Montauk. Sure. Her band for entertainment and dancing. The... Food is going to be provided by this extraordinary Vietnamese chef. I've eaten there three times and can't wait to go back because it'll be, it's a little bit different and extraordinarily delicious. So we have delicious food. We'll be under a tent. It will be safe. And we have a wonderful evening planned. So we just need lots of wonderful people to come. and It'll be a fun event. And you can sign up by going to ellenhermanson.org. Or if you want to call, the Ellen Hermanson phone line is 631-907-1952, and we would welcome you. And that, of course, is coming up next Saturday, a nice right. way to uh, kind of uh, wind down the summer as, uh, as these summers just tend to fly right past. And, uh, and we try to uh, get out and do as much as possible. It's a great event. It's coming up next Saturday, and you can find out information at the uh, ellenhermanson.org. And, of course, if you can't make it, they, uh, you guys are always looking for help anyway, whether it's volunteers, financial help, and all that's also all available that. at ellenhermanson.org. So if you can't make this event and you want to be involved, Give us a call. You can email info at ellensrun.org, and I will respond, or Ann Gomberg will respond, our executive director. Call the phone number. And if you can't make it and you want to make a donation, we would gladly accept that. And I want to just mention every donation is a gift. People give to the best of their ability, and we are grateful for every single gift that we get. And um, there's, you know, they say no gift is too small. It's true. Every gift is means the world to us. We're grateful for it. Well, Julie, we're, uh, we're, we're grateful for what you've done here on the East End and uh, what you've helped provide the, uh, the women and the families of women that are suffering from breast cancer here on the East End. So I think it's wonderful what you've done honoring your sister. And uh, we all, I, I think we can unequivocally say everybody on the East End really appreciates what you've done. And it's, uh, it's, it's amazing work. So thank you. Chris, thank you for the opportunity to be on this radio show today with you. And thank you, WLNG, for always being so supportive of the Ellen Hermanson Foundation. You got it, Julie. That's ellenhermanson.org. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Serving our community with a smile on FM 92, LNG.